Lecture topic. Remedy for thoughts that lead to fitna. Extremely important thing is looking after one's thoughts. <coughs> if a person has gained control over his thoughts in terms of how to channel it and how to look after it, then he'll save himself from numerous issues and problems. One thinks about it that if generally every person looked after his thought, then there may not have been any murders, for example. Because if somebody got murdered, it started off with a thought in somebody's mind that this is what he thinks should be done. He felt that was the thing that he needed to do. Whatever the case is, the wrong process of thinking came into his mind and then that action seemed to be the right thing for him to do. But that was all the result of a corrupt thought and the process of thinking being upside down. The thought went off and then the actions went off. So the thought is one is in terms of actions of this nature. Even more dangerous than that is thoughts that then become beliefs. A belief in the heart is a deep conviction, deep belief, but it starts off sometimes just with a passing thought and that passing thought then becomes deeper and then a person starts absorbing it, taking it in and then it becomes his belief sometime. A person came from Iraq in the time of Hazrat Amr to Madina Munawara and he had all kinds of confusions in his mind. So now he was a person who was confused. He should have gone to somebody among the Sahaba who were known for their knowledge, for their expertise. Now there are many Sahaba, they were very, very prominently known for their expertise in ilm. And then there were others who were very new, there were others who were very early in Islam still. Now this person went around, he didn't come to the masjid where there would have been many Sahaba that were conducting even lessons. He would have been able to easily get to somebody to ask the questions that he had. He went around in the marketplace and he's meeting two, three people here and he's asking them some questions about, I'm confused about this, so what, what is the answer to this? Now, they are also not deep in knowledge. So now those doubts he is presenting in front of them, they don't have the answer for him because they are still new also. So as a result, they were getting confused. So he went to one group and then he goes to another group and they went to a third group. So somebody saw this and they eventually brought him to Hazrat Umar So he first asked him, okay, what's your questions? So he asked him all the questions and he gave him all the answers. And after he gave him all the answers, he asked him, but what was your business to go around and present these questions to all the people in the marketplace, all in sundry people who don't have that depth of knowledge. So your problem is that you are just creating fitnaya. So he, when he didn't have any answer why he didn't come straight to any of the Sahaba that were deep in knowledge and known, prominently known for their expertise in ilm, so Umar Lanu said, bring the whoop, we need to lash this fellow and teach him a lesson. In any case, he lashed him and he even lashed him on his head thereafter. And after that, he asked him, do you have any doubts left in your head now? He said, no, no doubts left at all. In any case, he went away back to Iraq. Many years later, there was another fitna that came up. 
and lengthy details about it. So a whole group of people came and they started causing problems. This person happened to be in Medina Munawara at that time. Somebody caught him and brought him, asked him, are you part of this group? He said, ever since I got that lashing, my mind is completely clear. I am not part of this at all. That it really, it <coughs> treated me forever and it cured me forever from all these thoughts. But now the lessons out of this is, one is people of this nature who sit around and start asking all the questions. If we are not people of knowledge of that depth, we shouldn't even listen to it and don't even entertain it. Because by entertaining it, we'll be entertaining the doubts. We'll be entertaining all those thoughts that that person confusions in his mind. And we don't have the answers ourselves because we don't have that expertise in knowledge. And we'll get left with the doubt and no answer. If somebody then takes the effort to go and inquire from somebody, he might get cleared. And if he doesn't, this doubt will start circling in his mind. Then something else will come and join up with it. And Allah forbid from where to where it will reach. And in this time and age sometimes, not sometimes, unfortunately many times, people call to ask this relative, now he's talking about his na'uzubillah, he is wanting to become a Christian, and this person is a hafiz of the Quran Sharif, but he's becoming an, he's saying he's an atheist now, he has given up Islam na'uzubillah. Where this all came from? The same thought, it wasn't looked after. How? By listening to anything, reading up anything, just not bothered about who the person is listening to. You know, you must have an open mind. But that open mind, all the good fell out of the mind because it was so open. And then it was so open that people started throwing all the filth into the mind. So we have to be guarded about our thoughts. And the way of guarding it is, we don't just listen to anything and everything from anywhere. Just read up anything. And especially in the times that we are in, where all the kinds of upside down things, completely corrupt things, completely wrong is now presented in a very very glossy way very captivating way through social media and whatnot and anyone everybody is reading it anyone is listening to these things because it's sounding like very very exciting how the person can speak but as a result the thoughts are getting corrupted when the thought gets corrupted doubts get left in the mind sometimes one thing leads to another people's iman is getting lost we need to be very very careful what we listen to, in fact, we don't listen to anybody that we don't have complete confidence in that this person is well grounded in deen. We're not confident about that. We just be safe about it. We don't take chances. Somebody gives us some kind of remedy. No, you must take this medication. That medication is very good. But he's not a doctor. We don't know of him being a reliable doctor. We don't take chances on that. This person don't know what he's talking about. So we have to be even more careful and guarded about our deen. Because that is where everything lies. Our dunya and akhirat is all based on the deen. If deen is lost, we've lost everything. Allah Ta'ala saves us.